This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. When it comes to home repairs, we could all use a guy. Well, we've got the guy and we've got the show. For all your home improvement questions, we've got answers. This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Presented by JB Construction and Signing Unlimited. Now, here's your host, Dayton Kane and David Nason. Good morning to you. Thanks always to Signing Unlimited and JB Construction. They've been partners for quite a while. We yes. appreciate that. Good morning, David. How are you? Uh, good morning, Dayton. Good morning, everybody. It is the last Saturday yes. of 2023. Yes. Right. So, uh, we've asked Jack to sit in for just a couple extra right. minutes here, oh, yeah. for not scurry off to the newsroom <laughs> right. to look right. at more news because we have something very important we're going to do today. So, <laughs> as people call in with their questions. Now, this is the call-in only. You can't text in and get this. You call in, you ask your question, and then at the end of your question, once we've answered it, we will read your fortune. I have fortune cookies here, so we're (laughs) going to predict 2024 for you when you call in. Oh, yeah. We're going to show you how this works with Jack. So Jack's a caller. He calls in. What's your question, Jack? Uh, uh, How would I fix the roof in my new apartment building if I have a leak? Aside from just calling my landlord. Put a bucket, call your landlord. And a lot of duct tape. A lot of duct tape. (laughs) They'd be really happy about that. If a little caulk is good, a lot of caulk is better. I like that. (laughs) I like that. So now I've had all of my home improvement burning questions answered. So now I get to know what 24 is like. (laughs) we, We open up this... Okay, maybe I have to pre-open them before we go on. <laughs> you know, my um, older, at least out of the wrapper, they're okay, radio host we proof. So we we open the we open the fortune cookie, <laughs> and Real your fortune sound. is. If you want to learn Chinese, I have the word for headache. Or, oh, hey, that's or, not a good What are your lucky numbers okay. for the Powerball tonight? <laughs> well, this isn't very great either. Oh, great. Any day above ground is a good day. <laughs> I guess the optimism is right? really, really nice, so, if nothing else. Good uh, thing we don't have a, uh, a subterranean uh, subway here. You know, you don't want to go underground. No underground trains yeah, or so anything like that? Yeah, so the hop is above ground. So, <laughs> yeah. So stay... Stay above ground. I'll try to remember all that. Right, so that's how we're going to roll. And then do I have to eat all these? Because they can't hey, eat them through the phone. I, I don't want any. All no right, so then they go in the garbage. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's how it works. You call in, you ask your question, we open, and we look at your fortune for 2024. Uh, the old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. So go Godspeed with that. Yes, I don't know what yes, it means. Right. So much. Just stay above ground. Stay above yeah. ground. Uh, so let's get into the real show. Sure, right. That's how it's going to work. Last week, we kept teasing. Thank you, Jack. Yes. You kept teasing these books that you had brought with, and we right. never got to them. So let's start the show this mm-hmm. week with them. What do, you, what do you have over there? So I've talked about somebody that I refer to uh, a fair amount in some of the inspections that I do, whether it's construction or mostly um, moisture intrusion stuff and everything. guy's name is Joe Steebrook, and if you look him up, you got to make sure you spell his last name correctly because there's an L at the beginning there's and it's silent. silent. L. It's, <laughs> yeah, so it's Joe Steebrook. Last name is L S T I B U R E K. He is the principal at a company out east called, um, boy, I should have had this, Building Science Corporation. Okay. And he is generally considered like the guru, the man when it comes to cold climate construction. Uh, moisture intrusion, building uh, energy efficient homes, that kind of thing. Okay. So, um, so I have a book here. I'm holding it up for anybody who's live streaming. Uh, it's called Cold Climates: Details for Design and Construction in Cold Climates. He's got some great um, diagrams and and things in it, um, similar to Tom's book. Tom Tom's book, uh, How Which to I Operate Your today, Home. By the way, yeah, is mostly about how, like it says, how to operate your home, all the systems in your home. But Joe's book is basically. If you're a contractor, this is a great handbook. If you're a homeowner, maybe you're building a home and you really want to know, um, you don't have to necessarily buy the book, but you can go to their website, Building Science Corporation, and they, he puts out a lot of articles for free on their website. Uh, if you're interested, I, I get a newsletter from them occasionally. I signed up for it. Now with, you gave me yeah, that info. Well, you get some, some of his articles. So, so that's a really good book. And then another one from him is called the Moisture Control Handbook. Again, it's all about 
th- this is more directly at... We could have used that for Jack's question. How do I stop the leak in my <laughs> right, roof, right? Exactly, exactly. So this is all about um, moisture. Uh, the other one that I had a couple weeks ago, does your, your house need to breathe, oh, yeah. you know, or does it? Um, similar kind of thing, and, and that one, his name's Allison Bales. He's a, he's a, a colleague, essentially, of, of Joe. So these are a couple guys that, like I said, I... I really look to if I'm if I got a question about something, uh, how should that be detailed? How should that be installed? That kind of thing. So they're they're really on the cutting edge of that. By so, the way, you're not getting paid for these testimonies. No, right? no. <laughs> Do you not. think that uh, they just screwed up at the hospital and his name was supposed to be Joel Steebrook and they yeah. put the space well, in the wrong spot? It, it is Joseph. Okay, so All right. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Joe, I don't know what what. A silent L. Where, I don't know where, that I've ever heard that, that before. Where like, does that come from? Yeah. Uh, the Eastern Europe, maybe, maybe, or something like that. Maybe. And then I and I brought a couple other ones. Uh, these are from the Journal of Light Construction. I mentioned them recently. The Journal of Light Construction, like a lot of things, that was a magazine. They okay. might still be available, but everything's going, you know, digital now. Have you read all of these books cover to cover? Not cover to cover. Okay. You know, I, I'll I'll look for what I'm looking for. Okay, yeah, I, you know, and then and get some information. Um, so I have one: the troubleshooting guide to residential construction, and oh, then, that's a good one. Yeah, and then the JLC guide to moisture control. So there's kind of a theme here, you know, uh, <laughs> troubleshooting moisture issues. The certifications that I've gone out and gotten are building envelope, EFS inspection, stone veneer. This is all exterior stuff. But I'm 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 really interested. We're going on a on a trip here in a, in a week or so, yep. uh, up to see Certainteed, Certainteed yeah. Shingle yeah. Factory. I'm really interested in the exterior of the house. That's where, in our climate here in Wisconsin, that's where we seem to have the biggest issues yep. that cause other problems. And so we got to get that right. You got to get your roof right. You got to get your siding right. You got to get your windows installation right, and all that stuff because that's they're they're. Like I just said, that's where your problems are. And if you're not right, we're here to help. Yeah, right. That's what the show is about. Exactly. We do need to take a break. The Old mm-hmm. National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. If you call in with questions, we'll also give you a 2024 <laughs> fortune. Right. Uh, so make sure you get in. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Good morning to you. I'm Dayton. That's David. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. No guests this hour, so we'll take any questions that you have, including mm-hmm. this one. I love it. Why don't you read through that? Yeah, so and I think this was, well, we'll get into it here. I went to see Chevy Chase and watch Christmas Vacation for the 100th time at the Riverside on Thursday. I think, wasn't there an orchestra? This is one of those where you watch the movie and the orchestra is playing the music live. With Christmas Vacation? I, th- I thought it was. Huh. I may be wrong, but I thought that's what it was. I cringe when I see Clark Griswold stapling Christmas lights to the shingles on the roof. What are your reactions? Well, <laughs> obviously it's not not the best idea. I guarantee your warranty won't uphold if right. they see those holes all over the roof. So, Technically, I'm not, I'm, though, it probably wouldn't protrude far enough that it's going to cause a that's problem. That's kind of where I'm going. I'm, we are not condoning this. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No, not at all. A, a, first of all, if you're not comfortable, stay off your roof. Yeah. Don't go up on your roof if it's not something you do on a regular basis and understand how to walk on a roof. And, and carefully, honestly, the, carefully get from the, this is probably the biggest thing, carefully get from the ladder yeah, to the roof. That's my scariest part of going on someone's And then roof. also from the roof back to the ladder. Actually, that's the scariest yes. part. Getting back yeah. down yes. is a lot scarier than that getting Coming up. over the edge yeah. Yeah. onto the ladder. So anyway, so stay off your roof, Yeah, number one. Stapling, obviously, I think he's doesn't he staple through the wires in a couple instances, and <laughs> he, he just, gets shocked. He stapled everywhere. So, so you don't want to be staple. You never really want to staple, whether it's on your roof or anywhere in your house. You really shouldn't be stapling like an extension cord right. down in your basement to a wall or something. I call that out on inspections. An extension cord is a a one time use, basically a temporary use. You use it for whatever you're doing, and when you're done, you put it away. So extension. I know we all do it. <laughs> You got extension cords run somewhere. I immediately think of my dehumidifier you, in the basement. You really should, if you're going to have something plugged in on all a the time. permanent basis or all the time, it. it really should have a um, an outlet installed there. Okay. So run the conduit, yeah. get the electricity yeah. where you need you know, it. Especially something that's permanently installed. Your garage door openers, 
there should be an outlet right there in, within reach of the core yep. that's on the opener. Uh, some pumps, um, what else? A, you know, a dehumidifier, you can move it around, so you should be able to get to a an outlet. But basically, anything installed primarily. So back to the question here. Uh, it it would probably void the warranty on the, yeah, on the shingles. Yeah, I would assume it would. But, Plus, you're going to be knocking off the granules. Yeah. You're going to be like, right. the less you can be on your roof, the better. <laughs> right. I mean, really, in, yep. in reality, because you're not messing with those granules right. and stamping yeah. down on them. If it's too hot, you're you're squishing the tar. Mm-hmm. If it's too cold, you have a chance of cracking stuff. Yeah. So I that, saw I saw a roof earlier this week where it was. I was told it was from 2013, so 10 years old. Yeah. Not bad. But they had just rebuilt a chimney, and of course, right around the chimney, all the granules, you could see it was a grayish roof, but right around the chimney, it was more black because they wore the granules off. And I don't know if it's a, if that's an inevitability. Even if you put tarps down or something, you're still rubbing on the right. roof. So so it's just something that does happen. you got to really you know, keep an eye on that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, don't, don't staple anything to your <laughs> roof. Even... I'm... I'm personally not a big fan of those electric cables, and I realize sometimes you got to use them, but usually those clip onto the shingles. Correct. They just kind of clip on. Yeah. So. Great question, though. That yes. was fun. Right. I like it. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. If you call in instead of texting in, we'll give you your fortune this uh, week on the show because this is the last Saturday of 2023, right. so let's launch into 2024. Dayton and David on WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning to you. We appreciate you listening this fine Saturday. It is the last Saturday, December 30th, 2023, and we have your fortune raring to go. If you call in, we'll open up a fortune cookie and tell you what 2024 has in store. But otherwise, we're talking because there's no guest today. Right. We did get a question. You were uh, approached by somebody off the air, and right. they had a question about... Uh, really about working with contractors. Okay. And so a lot of people in the last few years, uh, remodeling, you know, improving your home has become a big thing ever since COVID. It really is like, okay, we're staying in place. And the high interest rates have kept people in their home instead of buying a right. new home. Right. Well, the low interest rates for a while were allowing people to borrow money. Right. But now now it's keeping them, or the high high home prices right. also. So, so working with a contractor, you know, kind of, the big picture really of, okay, I want to remodel my home or I want to have my roof done or, or have windows installed or whatever you're doing. It, it, you really have to do a little bit of homework on who you're, you're selecting. I, I would say obviously, but of course, anybody that we're having on our show here, I think is a, is a good contractor that you can start with. Um, you want to, you want to look at, you know, better business bureau, check, you know, check referrals and things like that. Uh, Google reviews, that kind of thing and see who you're, you're picking. So um, just get a general feel for who you're, you're selecting the Nary show coming up, you know, that's a good place uh, to go. But I think like you mentioned last week that it's already into February. And if you're wanting to get something done early in the, uh, in the year, you you probably need to be looking right now. So, and, and it's always been you don't want to have ten roofing companies come to your house. Two you're to gonna, three, you're going to get just overwhelmed yeah. with uh, different opinions, different products, and which which is great. So yeah, pick two to three really, and get a get a good. And then, and like I said, it's it's not just roofing, but remodeling. Whether you're doing bathroom remodel, kitchen remodel, get a good feel for somebody and have them come out make their proposals, their, their pitch on their company kind of thing. And in, in my, if I were doing this and then I would, based on that, then I pick somebody and now you get into the details with them. Don't get so far into everything you, you're, you're using, if you're the reality, what it comes down to is you're taking somebody's a lot of person's time. If you're not going to work with them, you know, ultimately if you're going to sign their contract. So uh, I would say just be respectful of their time too. As as a sales guy in yeah. that process, I I do want to go into details because that's what makes us different. Okay. So I do want to tell you why we do this, how sure. we do this, you know, when we can do this, all those pieces of de- otherwise it just comes down to price. That, and, and that's true. And yeah. just looking at a number isn't always the best solution. Yeah. You know, you don't I, I often hear, well, you guys were right in the middle. That's why we chose you. Well, 
Great. I'm yeah. glad we're working with you. Yeah. You're going to be very happy with our service and what we do. But if that's the only reason, I guess I didn't. I don't feel I did my job properly to tell you why you should choose me sure. and what we do versus the other people. Yeah. Um, so. As as the guy there, I'll I'll spend three hours with you if you want and explain yeah. everything we do. Um, that's on your comfort level. But yeah. if you just get numbers and take a price, and I don't I don't think that's you know maybe I maybe I presented that wrong. I was thinking more what I had done in in the past with remodeling work, doing design and remodeling okay. work. There's a fair amount of time that goes. Oh, I into, see what you're saying when it comes to planning and and doing design and, and design. Okay, yes, gotcha. Right. That, so, makes sense. That, so, that makes sense. So. And then not, not to take anything away from what you're doing, but it, there's really not much. You're not really, you're not designing somebody's roof. Right. Or they're siding even. You can pick colors out, yeah. but you're not necessarily. You have to spend a little time on explaining what you're yeah. doing, the process yeah. and everything like I that. I see where you're going. But you're not that. doing a set of plans or design, right. which I had done before where you got to measure their house. Okay, where are we putting the addition? Uh, what do you want in the addition? And, you know, yeah. you're not going to start going into and selecting all the. You know, the hardware if, and all yeah, that. Yeah. If you're if you're putting a bathroom in the addition, what you know, what what are your fixtures and things like right. that? You're not going to get that deep. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Before you decide who you're going to work with, makes sense. But but yes, definitely. What what you're doing and and uh, you, you told want. one of uh, the our listeners this the other week. Go with who you feel comfortable right. with when they're in your house because right. you're going to be dealing with them through that whole process. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel comfortable, you get a weird feeling from somebody and don't think you're going to interact with them. Right. That's a flag yeah. that you may want to consider when you're looking at your contractor. Mm-hmm. So great stuff. What yep. I want to talk about when we come back is when the con- you've signed the contract, yep. they're coming to your home to do the project. How do you interact at that point? So sure. let's talk through that when we come right. back as well. It is the Fix It Show. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. We have some text coming in as well, so we'll get to that. Um, but also, if you call in, we'll give you your fortune for 2024. I've got the cookies right in front of me. But now we take a break. Go over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jack Grau. Good morning, Jack. More of your questions next. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Good morning. The Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Expect increasing clouds and a high of 40 today. Some snow coming in uh, tonight into tomorrow, about two inches at the most. So not threatening necessarily, but, but finally some snow. Finally some snow in December. Yeah. Uh, let's. So a couple of texts came in addressing some things we talked about. The first one was the Chevy Chase yeah. Christmas Vacation. He was actually there. He was there. So at the Riverside, yeah, they did cool. a screening of Christmas Vacation. And then Chevy Chase, his wife and a moderator, did it afterwards. They did a Q&A. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing with Say Anything and John Cusack in March. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So we watched the movie. Afterwards, we get to ask him questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to watch the movie ahead of time so I can get some questions ready and <laughs> No, sure. but yeah. uh, so we're doing that. That should be fun. Uh, another one here said uh, we have a sunroom attached to our kitchen and it's leaking at the ceiling. We have two different recommendations. How do we know which one is correct? And this kind of ties into uh, what we were just talking about. about. Yeah. So get, what get, do you do then? Get well. So they've gotten two recommendations. They're different. So it's probably a good idea to get a third. That's where having and, three and pays seeing. Out. If two of them agree with each other, and then you'd probably go with that that method. Uh, most likely, it's leaking where the sunroom's attached to the house. T- typically, so yeah. that that attachment to flashing issue uh, without seeing the house and everything. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is yep. a flashing issue. Uh, possibly, well, usually they get the connection where the slope of the roof goes to the house, the vertical wall. That's pretty good. It, if I were throwing darts at at ideas here, I'm going to say it's the where if there's a gutter on that and a and a and a um, an overhang, a soffit, an overhang where it butts up to the house, they didn't put any kick out, kick out flashing. Mm, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not seeing it or anything, but that is a perennial problem. Uh, kick out flashing is a little piece of flashing right above a gutter where it. Where it butts up to the wall, vertical wall, and actually, in the definition of a kickout flashing is a, a flashing to divert water onto the roof or in the gutter. So there doesn't have to be a gutter there, and you still should have a f- kickout flashing when when a roof edge or an overhang butts up with that vertical wall. And if you got staining going down the wall on your siding or stone or brick or something there, where that butts up, you probably have some water getting in that wall. 
Yeah. Uh, second part of that text was, can you recommend a drywall company as part of this? And yeah. uh, Cert- Certipro so, Painters, yeah, they yeah. do that. So Because so, you're probably looking at a repair company versus somebody who's coming in to do your whole house or right. whole addition. So, so definitely Certipro would uh, would be a good company uh, to do that. Okay. And then they could help you out with the painting if you, if there you, you wanted go. them to. So once they get there, once your contractor yeah. gets to your house, you sign the contract, they're doing the job, they're at your house. Mm-hmm. What does that interaction look like? For a customer, what should they do? What shouldn't they do? So, what, what do you think on what, that? Front? The number one thing is communication. Okay, that I'm I'm on the the ethics board for Nary. I'm a member of Nary, and what what we see a lot is communication breaks down uh, in these projects. So you want to make sure, and I, I know where you're going, but first of all, communication. You want to because that that's the 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 beginning of all this. You want to have a good line of communication with your contract. How are you communicating? Are you, is it by phone calls or text emails notes on the kitchen table? You know, if it's a longer project kind of thing, um, where are the contractors going to be setting up, uh, their tools? Where are they going to be delivering materials? Uh, what you really should have again, maybe on a little longer project, but it's still maybe on, on a window siding replacement. You're there few days at least a a pre-construction meeting some kind of short meeting or your phone call at least is where is all this going to happen where i'm living in my house how is this impacting my life yeah um are are the guys needing to store things in my garage out of the weather uh where are they going to the bathroom during the day you know (laughs) as a homeowner you have to decide do you have a maybe a half bathroom that's really accessible right off a garage entrance that you're willing to allow them to to walk in without maybe taking their shoes off every time where you can put some floor protector down, whether it's plastic or thin sheets of, of plywood or something, they can walk in and use the bathroom or are you requiring them to go off site? Right. Um, and that's yeah, fair, by yeah, the way. Definitely, if definitely you don't want fair. them using your bathroom, you, that's fair. You got to address it. Yep. You know, the other thing. So what, what I do when I go the first day, start of install. Yeah. So my, my crew has all my notes and pictures and everything, but I go to the job site to meet, have that pre-construction conference mm-hmm. with the owner and my lead, right? right. Okay, we're here. Here's what's going to happen. You know, at the end of the day, our guys are pretty easy to talk to. So sure. if you have questions... Feel free to ask, yeah. but try to stay out of their way yeah. as much as possible. They, they're pros. They do this every day. Kind of let them do their job, and they'll do it right. Yeah, um, trust that they're they're doing it yeah. right because they do it day in and day out. And and if uh, if you can, if you start getting a weird feeling and you start seeing things, then maybe pay a little more attention. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't seem right. But right. if if you add, if you can restrain yourself from setting up your lawn chair. You know, and and just literally sitting there watching them. You know, most most guys are in construction. You know, with crews. I want to say necessarily guys, but just crews. They just having somebody watch them all day long is is a little uncomfortable for you to be around and checking in. Hey, how's it going? And that's that's fine. But camping yeah, out, right? And, and watching I mean, think about day. that in any job. Yeah. If you had somebody staring over your yeah. shoulder while you're doing your, your job, job, that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like driving, you know, we all, well, most people, if you're driving, you know, you're pretty comfortable driving, but as soon as there's a police car behind you and they're not, or your wife's in the seat next to you, (laughs) more more so the police, but yeah, you're like, okay, what am am I doing? Everything right. Am I following the speed limit? And you're you're just nervous and you're like, oh, did I do that right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't put my turn signal on or something like that. So yeah, exactly. You just don't want to be. You, know, you don't want to under hover. That, under that microscope. Check in, yeah. look once in a while, right. don't hover necessarily. Yeah. But ask the question. If you do seriously have a question yeah. as why are you doing that, right. feel free to ask. Yeah. You know, they, they should answer. They're they're there working on your home. Right. Um, but for the most part, like I said, these guys are doing this day in, day out. Right. They're professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, One if more you've thing, got the right company. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to add, too, is this: this during this pre-construction or even sooner, is figure out if you're getting a dumpster yeah. Maybe on your, where is that going? Also be prepared. Are you willing to allow a big, heavy truck drive on your driveway? Because most contractors, and I'm not sure about it, their contract is, um, specifically says we're not responsible for cracks in your driveway or something like that. We're not going to repair that. And 
My personal opinion, I I have a 22-year-old concrete driveway with not a single crack in it. Nice. I'm not going to let a big truck drive on my driveway so if I need to. So your dumpster's going to be in the street. Yeah, in my in my case. And if that affects the cost of my redoing my roof, I, I'm going to deal with that. But I'm not going to allow somebody to crack Makes my driveway. Sense. But So you have to... You have to deal with that just to make sure that you understand that if you weren't expect, expecting that and then you, you know, you maybe go to work and you come home and there's this big dumpster in your driveway or something. It, again, it comes down to communication. Yeah. That's, ask, again, part of our question at questions. contract signing. Right. We're, we're, we're going to have a dumpster. Yeah. We're Where do you want this dumpster put? Things so, like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, thanks. I'm glad that a uh, woman walked up yeah. and asked you that question. Right. And I, I got a couple. If we if we can, we can talk about a few more things. We do have a couple texts to get mm-hmm. to when we get back. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Dayton Kane and David Nason here. Isaac back in the producer's studio. Thanks for listening to The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Indeed it is. Dayton and David here. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Let's go right to the text line. I have a two-year-old house and plan to finish part of the basement with drywall, LVP flooring, etc. To save money, I'd like to paint the ceiling white using a sprayer. Are there any potential issues I should be aware of? For example, is it okay to paint the heat ducts and cold air returns, the electrical wiring, PEX water lines, etc.? Uh, there really shouldn't be any issues. Some of the plastic things, the PEX lines, may not take the paint as well. As well. Or what you would probably want to look into is using a paint that adheres to the plastic better because it definitely will stick to the wood. Right. Whatever you're using, just about any kind of paint is going to stick to wood, the the joists and subfloor. Sure. But um, in a new house, there shouldn't be a whole lot of dust and dirt there yet. But what you might consider doing, and anybody's listening who's thinking about doing it if they have an older house, is if you're doing some construction and all this, it's going to be dusty down there. What I would probably do is get a uh, compressor with a, a spray attachment, an air, air yeah. and just go around and blow off everything before you paint. Just you know, sure it's going to no get dust up put there. A, put a respirator on if you can. They're a little more expensive, but a full face respirator, it covers your whole face and it, and it's more than just a dust mask, so you're not getting anything in your eyes or anything. And just go down there and put maybe put a Tyvek suit on there, pretty inexpensive, and make sure you close your, your um, I guess if you're going to cause this much dust, maybe you need to really go cover your furnace, you know, things off. But it, it would make sense if you can dust things off, clean things, wipe things down a little bit so the paint sticks. I would also consider painting the ceiling black. White is going to just kind of be, you're going to see things when you paint it. You'll yeah. you'll see everything, you know, and there's shadows and everything. And that might be okay. It'll be brighter. But if you paint it black, it literally, everything it literally disappears. Yeah. Above that, they're probably trying, like you just said, trying to keep it lighter Light, in a yeah, basement. Yeah, and I get it. But... Maybe it might depend on on the amount of lighting that you install, yeah. or how much if you have a walkout, or if you have, you have some daylight windows or something like that. But just just a thought. But um, there should a... oh, shouldn't be a problem at all. Yeah, I don't know. There is a second part of the question. It says if I paint the poured concrete walls and possibly the floor with a water sealing paint before I put up the stud walls, would that help reduce moisture? Definitely. So. When when we're finishing a basement, you do not want to put a vapor barrier on your stud walls. So if you're if you're framing in front of the the foundation walls, whether it's block or concrete or brick, if it's really or stone, if it's really old, you do not want to. You can insulate the walls with a fiberglass insulation, but you do not want to put a plastic vapor barrier on, and then before your drywall or your paneling, whatever you're doing, because what you're going to do is if that that vapor barrier is going to trap moisture between the vapor barrier and the foundation right. wall. And foundation walls always have a little bit of moisture in there. But if you're going to put a vapor sealing paint like uh, Dry Lock by UGL that's made for painting concrete foundation walls yeah. or um, block foundation walls, now you're actually sealing that surface. That's okay. You can seal that surface to try to hold it in the wall. And then put your insulation, your boards and, you, and your insulation. And then you can stud your insulate. But you still do not want to put a vapor barrier. You don't want to put a plastic right. vapor. We do that above grade because the moisture can 
escape out to the exterior. Sure. But below grade, there's moisture in the ground and the concrete. So, yeah, what he's doing is just fine. Good stuff. Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll hear more of your questions. It's a Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. David Nason and Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Good morning. Increasing clouds, a high of 40 today. We're going to see some snow tonight into tomorrow. A dusting to a couple inches depending on where you are. So be ready for that. Maybe uh, no need to roof rake at this point. Not, <laughs> no. not enough snow for that. Yeah. It's all probably going to melt because we'll, we've been so we'll warm. We'll have to answer that. Some people, I had an inspection this week and they didn't, and and. Again, not not that not saying anything against you, but if you don't know what a roof rake is, we can talk about that. Okay, uh, but Isaac has just been begging me ever <laughs> since we did Jack's fortune to do a fortune for him. So uh, if you call in today with a question at eight five five six one six one six twenty, we'll answer your question and give you your fortune for twenty twenty four. We've got the fortune cookies right here. So oh oh oh, they're tricky. I almost dropped it. Are you ready, Isaac? As ready as I'm going to be. Now, Jax was kind of lame. It said, any day above ground is a good day, well, which is true, but... <laughs> pretty obvious. So he's not going to take any subways, as David right. out. All right, Isaac, here we go. Do you want the cookie afterwards, now that my grubby little hands were on it? Does that mean Jax has okay. to stay out okay. of the basement, too? Uh, well, see, this is already better. If you want to learn Chinese, we have banana. Much I... better than uh, what Jack had, which was a headache. Yeah. So, Okay. You ready for 2024? Here it is. Outlined in a fortune cookie. A small donation is called for. They don't even spell it right. It's called for, it should say. Uh, it's the right thing to do. All right? So you should be generous next okay. year, I guess. I guess right. next year is the year of generosity. Right. Yeah. So Perfect. Spell if, check. If you call in, yeah, they didn't even spell check it right. If you call in, we'll read your fortune um, and answer your questions. Uh, let's talk about the rough rake because that yeah. came up. Right. Um, Yes, no, why, when? So roof rakes are basically what we're trying to do is prevent ice dams. Right. And ice dams are a part of living in a cold climate where we get snow. And the fact that you can't keep all the heat in your house as much as we try and are making our houses much, much more efficient these days. And roofs are required to have ice and water shield on the roofs and everything. The reality is older homes, uh, and some of them are more difficult to insulate, like a Cape Cod type home or a bungalow type home where you got steep roofs and lots of peaks. knee walls on the second floor. Oh, yeah, that, that the roof, the, the room is underneath the roof versus yeah. a, like a colonial where you got walls and then an attic. These are areas that are, can be difficult to insulate really well. And so you get these cold pockets or warm pockets really in an attic yeah. and that heat melts the snow on the surface of the roof. So if you got six inches of of snow on your roof, this blanket of snow, the heat rising out of your attic is going to melt the the snow on the surface of the roof. The water runs down to the gutter and to the overhang where there's no heat rising. It's cold. The water freezes. The, the gutter is cold. The water freezes in there. Pretty soon it becomes this big trough of ice, and then it builds up. You know, it's constantly building up through the the warm cycle maybe during the day or heating at night. And pretty soon you got a big ice dam. Yeah. And if you don't have any protection, you get water getting under the shingles. Anyway, so what we're talking about is using a rake. It's not a rake like your garden rake, but a flat-edged rake to pull the snow off the two to three feet of the edge of the roof yeah. to try to prevent that. Get the one with the little wheels on it if you right. can to keep it off the shingle a yep. bit. Um, but and So you'll still have a skim yeah. of snow there, but that'll melt off. You don't need no to get deal. all the snow off, and you right. don't need to do the entire roof. Right. So stay off your roof, stay on the ground, <laughs> get the two to three, four feet around the edge of your roof. That does it yeah. for hour number one. We have another hour coming up with no guests, so all your questions are open to be answered. The Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. This has been The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. When it comes to home repairs, we could all use a guy. Well, we've got the guy, and we've got the show. For all your home improvement questions, we've got answers. 
This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Presented by JB Construction and Signing Unlimited. Now, here's your host, Dayton Kane and David Nason. Good morning to you. It is hour number two. And uh, what about the Packer Viking game on New Year's Eve? So we had Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. Like the NFL yeah. just wants to take over our Packer fan right. holidays, I guess. Yeah. But uh, they're seven and eight. We're seven and eight. They're on a two game losing streak. We have a one game winning streak, if you can count last That's, week as a win. Yeah, right. Um, and, they, and their their quarterback is who? I don't know even <laughs> anymore. A rookie, uh, but. Came out of Brigham Young, I think. Yeah, but they benched a guy who I don't know. Yeah, I, there's a chance here we could win. We, we have to win out to do any, you know, to go even into think Minnesota playoffs, and but, snag one. Uh, uh, they and, are five and three at home, or I'm sorry, they're only two and five at home. Oh, so they're playing better on the road than they are at home. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that could yeah. go our way this week. So we'll see if that actually plays out. So eight five five six one six one six twenty, the old National Bank talk and text line. We have a text here that has a picture associated with it of a door, um, and it, this door has a window. If you can imagine that that little window in the middle top right. part of the door, right. so it's up a ways from the handle of the door. But they're asking security wise, could somebody break this window, reach in, and open my door? Mm-hmm. If so, how would I fix that? Is it fixable? Yeah. Any any ways to secure that? Or any whatever? ways to secure that? Yeah. Uh, I have this conversation often with customers about when I'm talking entry doors. Doors, yeah. It's tempered glass. Tempered glass <laughs> can be hard to break. Yeah. Chances are, if somebody's going to break into your house, they're not doing it in the front door. Right. They're going to go around the back and break a window. Window. Windows are much easier. Yeah. We talk a lot about locking your windows. We, I, we talk mostly locking them for to reduce air infiltration, and seal to them keep up. keep them like, in the yeah, right position. Right. And, and make yeah. sure the weather's stripping yeah. your locks and stop inner air infiltration, whatever. But security is another part of that. You know, I, I see a lot of people leaving their windows unlocked. Or wide open as yeah. they go off and do something. Exactly. So, so yeah, if somebody's going to try to break into your house, if it's a newer door, and I'd say newer within the last 20 years, yeah. I don't remember when they changed, but the glass, even if it's decorative glass, like the with letting or caming, I think yep. they call it, that there is a pane of glass in front of that that has to be tempered. Or the glass in the came has to be tempered, yep. which means it's like your car window. If it breaks, it breaks into these little Almost like pebbles, yeah, little pieces, so yep. you don't have these sharp shards of glass and everything. Right. But it is really hard to break glass. I took a tour of the Marvin Windows plant, and I think they do a little bit of their own tempering. But if you had a lot of temper, they'll probably get it from Cardinal Glass right. or something. But they had a thing where you could we could walk up to it. We put safety glasses on and everything, and we could. They had a piece of tempered glass. In it, and you could swing a golf club at it, and everybody's like, "Ah!" Oh. But yeah, go ahead and swing it, and you couldn't break it. But then that's they kind of a fun experiment, yeah. But then they took that piece of glass, a little piece of tempered glass that didn't have a frame around it, and hit it on a the concrete floor, and it exploded into the little pieces. Sure. So the tempering process puts the surface of the glass in tension, and so it's the edges. The edges of the glass have to be protected. But the surface is really hard to break into. But next, yeah. next part of the yeah. question was: There's a little you can see a little rust streak coming yeah. down from the window on the door. And he said, "How how do I take care of that? Yeah, uh, should have taken care of it mm. when you put the door in. Yeah, right. So painted the picture it? shows that it looks like it's not painted. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times you're buying a steel door. This looks like a steel yeah. door. Whether you're getting it through you guys or or a, a Menards or, or, or a lumberyard, yeah. usually those doors come primed. And they, but they need to be painted. So not only the door surface itself, but the edges should be painted. The edges of a wood door or a steel door usually wood, because uh, that's the core along the around the perimeter. And then also the trim around the glass is, is a lot of times plastic. And there mm-hmm. are special paints that you can get for that. But but definitely they have to be painted or may and maybe caulked to the glass. So you gotta you gotta check into that. All right. Good question. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. We have a couple more texts yep. to get to when we get back. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Get her done. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Increasing clouds, a high of 40 today, some snow tomorrow, uh, maybe two inches in certain par- parts, but it should melt off pretty quick. Old National Bank talking text line 855 616 one six twenty. I'm Dayton Kane. David Nason there. Uh, we do have some text. Safe step 
Uh, yeah, Safe Step. That's the name brand, I'm yeah, assuming. Probably. Uh, ice Melter with magnesium chloride is advertised it won't harm concrete. Your thoughts using this product on a new concrete driveway poured this summer? So you definitely want to stay away from salt. If you go out and look at your garage floor, most likely, unless you have a really nice polyurea garage floor from Certipro or uh, if you just got a bare concrete floor, it's probably got some pitting going sure. on in the floor, pitting or spalling. That is typically caused from road salt that falls off your car uh, from the winter. Because if you look, you can see it's right where your tire tracks are. Or if you're only parking on one side, the other side's really nice. The uh, ice melt products are great for concrete because they're not as harsh on the concrete. So, In my opinion, if you can really minimize the use of anything on your brand new concrete, uh, so shovel as soon as you can, don't let ice build up. Uh, the other cause of ice on your driveway, if your downspouts are directed onto your driveway or sidewalks, I talk about this. If at all possible, downspouts should not be spilling onto a paved surface. And for this reason, you know, we, yeah. get, we get some snow on the roof, it melts, it spills onto the driveway at night, it freezes, and now you got a skating rink. Unless you want to skate on your driveway. Yeah. So uh, try to divert your downspouts away from concrete, put a rain barrel, something, get them away from the concrete. So go ahead and use that, though. Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. I have a five-year-old CertainTeed roof. Just notice mold on the shingle edges of the garage roof facing north. Partial shade in this area as well. Any suggestions? Grab your power washer. No, no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Yes, yeah, that is right. a joke. Do yes. not do that. Do not power wash your roof. Uh, there are some products that, that you can just spray on your roof. Uh, Joe Max is one, Wet and Forget. Uh, if you don't want to do it yourself, if, again, if you want to stay off a ladder, there are some contractors. I'm not sure if they, I don't know if they used to advertise here. DeckAid Pro was a company. Doesn't ring a bell. DeckAid Pro uh, did, does cleaning of decks, siding, roof. Algae Men is another company I've heard yeah, I've advertised. Heard I don't have any personal experience with them. I've just heard them advertise. Um, but what you really want to avoid any kind of you know, power washer, do not power wash. Don't scrape. Don't you know, get up there with any kind of abrasive brush and bristle. These products I'm talking about, you put them in a pump sprayer, yep. mix a little, they're a concentrate, so you mix a little water and you spray on Probably be a good idea. I don't know if it says in directions. Try to do it right before it rains. So let it soak in a little bit and then let the rain wash it off. But yes, these are that mold and algae are generally a result of shaded areas, north facing slopes, under a tree. So trim your trees back uh, and keep them away. I mean, Certainty has granules with copper built in for the algae side of things. But when you're dark and damp, that mold is going to grow on there and And it, it. the algae doesn't really harm the shingles. Right. It doesn't look so good. What I tell people, algae is one thing. Moss, and now you're now you're talking probably because moss is you generally have a buildup of some kind of organic material for the moss to grow. Right. Which is like dirt, leaves or something. falling on leaves, your house. Other sit up there, and, and pretty starts... soon that moss is growing up underneath the shingles. So that that and moss, you can probably go up there and gently with your you know put some gloves on. And just kind of pull that off. And I've seen it grow along the where a roof and a vertical wall, yeah. that's shaded. It grows right along there. Get up there and pull that off. Maybe with a garden hose you might be able to, but no more pressure than yeah. that. So I was at a house and they didn't put a ice and water over the edge. They didn't have a flashing over the edge. The whole deck board along was, exposed. was exposed and it was puffed up. Because it soaked in all the water yeah. right off the gutter as it was coming yeah. in, and moldy, and it was. I'm like, oh, was there whoever. a gutter? Yeah, there was a gutter, but no, no, no gutter drip apron, edge, no nothing, no mm. gutter apron. It was terrible. I'm like, whoever did this roof did not know what they were doing. Yeah, so that's too that bad. wasn't on the shingle itself. That was on the deck. deck. So they yeah, had the roof to, deck. They oh. had to replace roof decks as they were doing the roof along the edge. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then flash it properly. Not good. Make sure you're getting the right contractor. Mm-hmm. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We still have fortune cookies if you want your fortune told for 2024. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. 
advice you can use. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Increasing clouds, a high of 40 today. You'll see some snow overnight into tomorrow, but not much, so don't worry too much about it. Just be careful of that first snow. Uh, or if you get a couple inches, always get slippery right. when you're not used to driving in it. But 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line, says here, Hello, my parents have an issue with their basement. Their home is approximately 60 years old. Water doesn't seem to get to the sump pump crock anymore, but instead is seeping in at the base of the basement exterior walls. The sump pump doesn't run like it used to when it rains. I think it's a drain tile issue. There has been a basement contractor on the show. I'm drawing a blank. What was the name of that company? And that guest that we could trust and test that repair. Yes, so he has been on the show. You may have even heard some commercials I've done with Chris Mancuso, who's the owner of Accurate Basement Repair. So um, I I do recommend them. There are other good companies in the Milwaukee area. So uh, the you know if you wanted more than one uh, opinion, definitely there's an organization called the Wisconsin Association of Foundation Repair Professionals. The acronym is WAFRAP. <laughs> so they came up with some guidelines for, you know, inspecting foundation walls, drain tile testing, all that stuff. So there's a number of companies, contractors in that organization that you could definitely call. But this person specifically asked about who's been on the yeah. show, Chris Mancuso. So um, drain tiles, from what they're describing, it sounds like there definitely could be a yeah. drain tile test off the air. I was explaining, I just had an inspection and I was kind of on the fence about whether or not I should recommend a drain tile test. And I suggest, you know what, at least have Accurate come out and take a look at this. And Chris will tell you, he, many times they'll say, you know what, you don't need to do anything. You just need to keep an eye on things, maybe improve the grading and drainage around the outside of the house. Tom Faza's grading gutters and downspouts. Those three things. you got to improve the grade around your house. you got to have downspouts that work and are connected and then extensions four to six feet away from the Get the water away from your house. But in in the, what the person's describing here in the house I saw, when you have staining that's pretty much continuous along at least one wall and the very bottom one or two courses or maybe two walls or sometimes all the way around the house, that is typically an indicator of poor drainage drainage system and it could be something as simple as if you have an older house in in Milwaukee the in near Milwaukee area you might have a Palmer valve we haven't talked about Palmer yeah. valves in a while um, if you have one of Tom's books I think it's on page 94 in that book really you know the page it might be 94. I know it's on 74 if you have the smaller one. Sewer system, septic system, mound system. Nope, that's I'm close. No, 96? Close. Try 96. Mm-hmm. Sewer oh, storm. Palmer valve. 96. 96. Yes. Wow. Nice memory. Yes. So anyways, Palmer valves, um, you could even Google it. And I think some of Tom's diagrams come up okay. on the images for what a Palmer valve is. If your Palmer valve is stuck shut, that's connected to the drain tile. So now if it's stuck shut, the water can't get out. I've had a couple where I've, I, I made a little tool out of an old knitting needle okay. <laughs> where I bent the edge so I can reach down into the floor drain and kind of try to pull on the bottom edge of that Palmer valve because it's just a little flappy right. yep. thing, a one-way valve. Pull on that, and it's popped open, and water comes pouring out of the mm. Palmer valve. And so if that's if that's stuck, it's backing up water in the drain tile, and then... Now the water can't drain that's coming down along the foundation, can't get into the drain tile, and it ends up seeping through your block wall at the bottom. And so if you're wondering if you have that problem, they do a drain tile test, which involves, depending on the size of your basement, drilling three, maybe four, three-inch holes in the concrete floor where the drain tile is. So it's about eight inches in from the foundation wall. They drill a hole and they expose the drain tile. And sometimes they can see right there if the drain tile is just full of debris. If it's an older house, the concrete tiles, that's why they call them drain tiles, right. are collapsed and it's full of mud or something, or sometimes tree roots. And if that, what they'll do is if they don't see anything, they'll hook a hose up to the utility sink faucet and they run water in it. And then they look for water to come into the sump crock. Okay. Or if you have a Palmer valve, they look for it to come into the, into the floor drain. And if no water is getting there and then the water backs up on the floor, okay, then they'll drill, drill another place and they narrow it down and say, okay, do we need to do the drain tile between here and the sump crock? And in some cases, they got to do the entire basement. 
Um, so it can get expensive. That's why it is important when you're having a home inspection done. This is one of those things. If you're getting a, buying a home without an inspection, you don't have anybody looking at that and giving you an advice on that. You can get stung with a with a pretty big bill. Yeah, not fun. No. Not at all. But it's something that needs to be done. You don't want water coming in through your walls. So mm-hmm. the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. When we get back, we'll talk to Mark in Elkhorn. He's on the line. Uh, right now, though, we take a break. Go over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jack Grau. Good morning, Jack. Dayton and David. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. I'm Dayton. That is David. And we do have a call. Let's go to Mark in Elkhorn. Uh, Mark wants to chime in about our driveway discussion. Yeah. What's going on, Mark? Good morning, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you I really enjoy your show. I listen to it every Saturday. Uh, I make it a part of my uh, day. Well, thank you. Uh, Good. Thank you. Everybody should. <laughs> great. Yes, but thanks. Um, it, As far as driveways, uh, I just wanted to add something to what David uh, said about uh, salt. And and, uh, my concrete guy, uh, years ago, my driveway is 16 years old, and it looks like the day it was poured. And my concrete guy gave me some great, great advice. He told me back then, and I think it's still true today, he said instead of taking a chance on any kind of salt uh, use in your driveway, to use sand instead. Uh, use sand. It'll give you the traction that you need, and uh, it will uh, be easy to clean up in the spring. You can sweep it off. You can vacuum it off. You can blow it off with a blower. Uh, sand is very inexpensive, and it'll do the trick. And, uh, you know, because I got that in good, good advice and I've been using it all these years, I thought I would uh, pass it along to your uh, listeners. Yep, nice. that's that is great advice. If you have to put something on your driveway, that's that's probably better than than anything else. Um, exactly. I'm, I've always been the opinion to shovel every, you know snow off as quickly as you can and let the right. either right. let the sun help or just right. you know sometimes it's warm enough that it it, it it's going to be clean. Anything left over right. is going to be clean in the short yeah, term. Yeah, we're, so. we're fortunate enough, enough here when we built the home, and we weren't even thinking about it. It was just a, kind of a lucky deal is that uh, the driveway's in the sun uh, most of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our, our garage, instead of a front-facing garage, we did a side-facing garage, and, and that uh, gives our driveway, uh, the whole driveway, uh, uh, the sun most of the day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, thank okay, you for yeah. chiming in. Mark, wait, we, before you go... We got to tell you okay. your fortune for 2024. <laughs> I'm going to open your right. cookie here. Are you ready? Yes, right. I'm ready. Well, if you want to learn Chinese, you'd learn the word pomelo. I don't even know that English word. I got to look that up. Okay, Is it so palmetto here, maybe? No, it's like they could have spelled it wrong, yeah, like yeah, they did right, in the last right. fortune. All right, here we go, Mark. Uh, all the preparation you've done will finally be paying off. Well, that's nice. Yes, looks like 2024 Great. is going to be good for you. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, and, and, and again, enjoy, enjoy your show. All Thank right. you Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. So I, after, right before the news break, we were talking about foundation, drain tiles, Palmer valves, and things like that. And I mentioned, if you look in Tom's book, if you are not fortunate enough to have one of his books yet, which... By the way, they're they're going out of print soon. Yeah, uh, they they're I won't I give one out on all my inspections, but uh, we're we're nearing the end of printed age on these. But so, um, well, uh, will you say that will this be turned into a digital copy? So, uh, when should. I I he has his son turned it into a digital subscription. Okay, so uh, mostly marketed to home inspectors. Okay, you know around the country. And so I have one, and I have a QR code. I can share that uh, with my customers, and then they have the book in a digital version on nice. their phone or, or whatever. So, But anyways, if you don't have the book, if you go to my website, bestinspectionsllc.com, and click on the Contents tab, uh, and in the Contents tab, Tom has allowed me to publish all his articles on my website, and there's when you scroll down, there's one called Keep Your Basement Dry. And it talks about all the issues that with basements and foundations and things. And towards the end, page seven. No, I'm sorry. Page. Well, anyways, it talks about Palmer valves. There's a good diagram, Palmer valves. It talks about foundation drains. A lot of comments in there. So great article if somebody has questions or 
or the concerns about their foundation, go and look at that. Call in here. Call accurate. There's a lot of information there. Great. And it's a great book. Like mm-hmm. literally everything in the house. If you, yeah. you have a question, you can put, open this book and see what you're supposed to do. Um, the yep. question is, do you have the skills to do it? Right. Oftentimes I don't, So, but at least I know the problem and can go, hey, so-and-so, yeah. I, I think I have this going on in my house. Can you come mm-hmm. help me fix it? Right. Um, and so, if you want one, you can hire me to do an inspection and you'll get one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Isaac just chimed in to my ear. He knows what a pomelo is. It's it's a capital P on here. So what is that? Yeah, it's it's the largest citrus fruit. It's like a really big grapefruit. Really? Yeah. Never okay. heard of it. Now I want to try one. Yeah. I love grapefruits. So they're, they're, they're fine. Oh, the things you find out by opening a fortune cookie on yes. the show. Uh, 855-616-1620, the old We're National not opening Bank a can of worms. We're opening... Uh, what is the best cookies. the best product to melt ice on a blacktop driveway to minimize damage to the surface? Again, but there's there's so many. That, that Safe Step product would probably yeah. be good. Again, the ice or not ice salt is a corrosive product. Or it's it yeah it, the thing we pour was, all over our streets yes, every time it, it right snows, which is why your garage floor looks the way it likely does. You know what's amazing to me? My 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 house was built in 1940. Yeah. It, obvious that it was never redone my garage floor i don't have any pitting in it i have cracks and heaves yeah but no pitting i don't know if it's because my driveway is really long so that salt has a chance to get off of my car or i don't remember how old is your house 1940 so it's old yeah could be the the quality of the concrete because i had a house in appleton from the 80s and that whole thing was just a disaster we went through a time where it was there was an additive they put in concrete um, it's called chert. Yeah, and I don't. Know, I yeah. think it made it cure quicker or something. I'm not 100 percent sure on. So if people know about that, I I might be way off on that. But I remember people ordering chert-free concrete, and so I don't know if that contributed so maybe it was to just that. A better concrete so, back in the you know, 40s. back in the days. Because now you think about it, mine doesn't have much uh, of the spalling either. And mine, I don't know how old mine is. Mine the house is. From twenty seven, the garage and mine was expanded. So, but the original floor, but you're right, it has a lot of big cracks in it. Right, right. But not much spalling. So it could be a concrete quality issue. I'm not sure. There you go. <laughs> back when I was a kid, <laughs> they had way better cement. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old National Bank Talk at Text Line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Keep the questions coming. We love the interaction. It is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. If it needs fixing, we can help. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. I'm Dayton Kane. That's David Nason. You can find him at bestinspectionsllc.com. We do have a question here. It says, I have Tom's book, Tom Faze's book. We've been talking about how to operate your home. Uh, It's 145 pages. Is that the most current one? And please repeat where the book is available. Right. So the one, the 145-page one is probably the standard version, the one you have in your hand there. This one's 290 Yeah, that's pages. the professional version. Okay. The professional version is blue at the top. It says how to op your room, and then the rest of it's white with the Little colorful house on, house on it. The standard version was typically uh, blue, and, it, and it's thinner, obviously. Right. Uh, you may still be able to get them online on Amazon. I know they were available there, um, but again, I, and it's it's all coming down to printing, printing costs. Sure. So, um, but you can get some through me. <laughs> I don't I don't just sell the books. I give them as part of a home inspection. Yeah, that's how I so, got mine. So it makes the inspect the book a little more expensive, <laughs> but but you get a lot of service. Yes. Along with it. Yes. Uh, um, somebody said they, they're they asking again, can you put uh, sand on a blacktop? Absolutely. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah. you could use sand on a blacktop The, the gentleman driveway. who was calling, he has a blacktop driveway. Yeah. He was talking about sand. So absolutely. Uh, in the mid-90s, I had a new driveway put in to replace asphalt. The contractor gave five gallons of a product called TIA. It a. still looks new, like new, concre- like new <laughs> concrete today. today. Uh, you ever heard of TIAA? No. Uh, well, maybe, but I don't know what the letters stand for. Uh, but we could Google it and find mm. that out. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that at the next commercial. <laughs> uh, so when when um, you, you look at this book from Tom, let's go back to that. 
literally, is there anything you've found that's not in here when it comes to fixing a home like that? You go, oh, I don't know about that. And you look in the book and go, oh, it's not even in Tom's book. You know, possibly when it comes to really old stuff in like in, you know, a 150 year old home in, in the city of Milwaukee, some, and what it probably has, it may not discuss exactly in there about like an old water valve or something, an underfloor plumbing that we okay. see sometimes in really old houses where we have what's called a, fl- a trapped floor drain, different than a Palmer valve. It's literally a floor drain that's about 12 to maybe 16 inches in diameter. And inside that there's a pipe that the, has an elbow that turns down. And so as this floor drain fills up, the water fills into that okay. pipe and then drains out. Many times those are that elbow's rusted off or broken off. Really not any way you can fix that. Except Just, tear up the floor. Yeah, exact same thing with a Palmer valve. When they're completely rusted shut, stuck shut, or or broken off, there's there's no you know repair for that. It's yeah, it's opening up the floor. If your Palmer valve is completely shot or something, really it should be abandoned and then you put a sump crock in the corner. Uh, we, some we, of the old, really, really old stuff is probably not. We were having a conversation at work yesterday that houses are like snowflakes. Like there's no two how even really if the isn't. same builder yeah. built the same house with the same plans, that house is different than the one that's sitting right next to it because yeah. of where it's located on the land. How it's I mean, it's, there's so many and, things that make a house what it is. Right, and older houses. Even you go through some streets in Milwaukee and you drive down the street. And it's just all these ranches, yeah. And they they're literally almost identical. Maybe sidings a little bit different or something. So what it comes down to too is how well somebody's taking care of the house, yeah. And if they've done any improvements to it, how well they did the improvements. Did they do it themselves? Did they hire a licensed contractor? Which, by the way, the only two people in the state of Wisconsin who can take out a building permit on your house is a licensed contractor and you. If you live in the house, if you own a duplex as a, as a investment property, you cannot take a building permit out on that duplex. If you don't live in one of the units, the contractor has to do it. Contractor has to. And by the way, if a contractor is working on your house, make them pull the permit because they're responsible for the work at that point, not you. And quite literally almost, almost everything you do on your house today, you know, short of painting wallpaper, you know, switching out a faucet, some little things like that. Any major um, work. In, yeah. Any kind of remodeling work, roofing, siding even. Windows. That, windows. That's probably going to require a permit. Uh, so you should check first. And it's different for each municipality. Yeah. So you need to know the rules right. uh, and make sure you're doing it right. Because if can, an inspector you, comes by and sees you doing something yep. and it's not permitted and it's supposed to be, right. you'll get a fine and you'll yeah. get in trouble for it. Yeah, so. it's usually very easy to go on a website and, and check that. So. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. It is the Fix It Show. One segment coming up left, and then we get into the Fox World Travel Show with Rose Gray. Thanks for listening to WTMJ this morning. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Like a user's manual on the radio, it's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Fix It Show sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Need to say hi to Steve Edwards, who's listening up in Oshkosh. A friend of mine must be listening. He says he's on the stream. So there's many ways you can listen. You can listen at 620 on your AM dial. You can listen on our website, WTMJ.com, on the app. It's everywhere. You can actually see us online at this point as well. Hi, everybody. uh, Yeah. I'm waving. I, I say don't. Watch that. Just uh, listen. Much <laughs> right. better. Uh, question here. It says, uh, reaching out with your question. Oh, wait. I'm reading yours here. Yeah. Uh, need to have my driveway blacktopped again. Why is black the only color option? I apologize if this is a stupid question. So asphalt is one of the main things in crude oil, which yeah. is black well, in petroleum color. petroleum-based, yeah. Uh, so which is why most of it. There are companies out there that will color Instead of black, but it costs quite a bit yeah. to do it. So yeah, I've seen green concrete or uh, asphalt. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, green like playgrounds or something. I've seen blue. Yeah. Um. So it can be done. Yeah. It's just an additive that needs to go in that costs extra right. to do it. So. And by the way, thank you for texting. It's 
there, there is not a stupid question. No, never my, a stupid question. My opinion, it's the one that you don't ask. Right. So I tell people on my inspections and all the time, ask any question you think of. And if I don't know the answer, which again, I don't claim to know everything, but I, and when it comes to houses, you're mentioning houses are all different. Yeah. And that, that is the thing I've never, and when I go to a house to inspect it, I've never seen that house before, but the systems are all generally the same. And so, so as I'm an inspector, I'm also a little bit of an investigator. So we're always, Oh, Hey, look at this. Look at that. And then I get the question, why did they do that? I have no idea. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it comes down to money. They, the reason they ask is it says it's hot on my pet's feet yes. and my kid's feet. Yeah, right. it is. So. Get in. All right, let's go to Shoes. Pam in Greenfield. Good morning. Thanks for calling. What's your question? I have a duplex um, bedroom upstairs, the shower. After I use it and I turn it off, I sound, I hear water running. I check against the walls to see if they're soft or anything, but I don't, I don't see any water spots. But I, I just hear water running. Water running. Is it dripping out of the shower head still? No, no. It mm. just seems like I hear it in within the pipes or I hear something in the pipes and I go in the closet where the pipes would be. There's no water spots. Yeah, if you were if I it just, was running I don't know I if you had a leak and it was still running because there's a leak, you would obviously see water somewhere Correct. coming out somewhere even if it's going into the walls it's going to come out of the walls at some point and so you'd be seeing even if it went all the way down to the basement you're still you're right. going to see water somewhere hmm. and so that's why i was asking if the shower head's dripping because sometimes you're you're turning the water off at the valve which is down low in the wall but the shower head is up high and sometimes there's still a little bit of pressure that can push some water and out of that oh. shower head until it drains completely. Yeah, but if it's not dripping. But if it's still running, but that's, uh, I can't, there's no, I guess, no other fixture in the house that's water's turned on. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I, Pam, you stumped us right yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Milestone Plumbing in Wauwatosa is a company. I know the owner. They do a great job. Uh, would recommend them and have them come out and take a look for you. See if they can figure out what's happening. Okay. All right. We're going to really quickly end the show okay. with our final, uh, uh, what do you call this, fortune cookie. <laughs> uh, 2024, Pam, here it comes. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. All the answers you need are right there in front of you. <laughs> not, <laughs> oh, that's not, ironic based on what we just, just said. Told, yeah, we didn't give you an funny. answer. Perfect way to end the show. We thank you for listening, Pam. Have a great weekend. You too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, the right. answer is call Milestone Plumbing. Yes, the answer, right. So. Well, you're here next week. I am. Kicking off the new year yeah. next week. So we do it every see week. See you next year. Seven to nine. Yeah, yeah. see you next Same year. Meal. Enjoy your New Year's Eve. Thanks, you too. Rose, Be safe, everybody. Rose Gray and the Fox World Travel Show coming in next. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.